There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Hey guys Hi, we're back I'm Sophie And I'm Ari and this, this is, is having, having a night. night season two. Hell yeah! A In- podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Yes, we are back. Hell yeah! We just had a brief hiatus, a recharge. I want to tell our listeners that we are recording again outside in the great outdoors because it is summer. Uh, well, I have to say that I feel that we are in what what feels like the first day of fall. I mean, I know we're not supposed to be saying it, and today's whole episode is going to be about extending the summer. Yep. But I feel in the chill of the air, like, maybe she's here. I know, but please, don't say it out loud. We won't. What'd you do in the hiatus? What'd you eat? I ate some, you know, I was in the North Fork for a bit, Mm -hmm. and which means to me, great local wine and seafood. So I was just eating a lot of, like, local swordfish, which is caught actually off Montauk, but grouper, a great fish sandwich, highly mm. memorable fish sandwich. You know why? Because it was on a Martin's potato roll. Oh, God. At and this he- place, the North Fork Shack, they like blackened this grouper just with a great ripe heirloom tomato, mayo, lettuce on a Martin's potato roll. Yum. Heavenly. I feel like I would want maybe like a little bit of onion or like a, oh, there like was. a little pickle. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, think there onion, was like yeah. um, a Vidalia thinly sliced. Mm. Raw. Yum. Yeah. First raw. Of course, raw. Love that. What about you? Did you- well, I have two uh, memorable meals. One, it's not quite a meal. Did I have I ever taken you to the Big Chill in Los Angeles on Olympic? Mm-mm. It's like an old school froyo place. And when I say old school, I mean like eighties, nineties. <gasps> it's still talking about low fat kind of a thing. <sighs> I had, but it's amazing because it's the it's the kind of place where you imagine that they still use like styrofoam cups. You know, it feels like really. Do they have a 80s, great old like, sign? Great old sign, sort of teal and pink, uh-huh. great font, cash only. So it's like all of their frozen yogurts, they're like non-fat or non-this or non-that. And then their toppings are just raw cookie dough. So what? Like, wait, this doesn't wait, make any wh- sense. That doesn't make any sense. But it's all so delicious. So I had like a tangy yogurt flavored one that was delicious with Ooh. some raw chocolate chip cookie dough. Wait, do they have other toppings that are not cookie dough? You can have cookie dough sprinkles, M&Ms, Oreos, and then of course they also have fruit, like oh pink berry style, right. but it feels like way precursor to pink berry. Wow. Like one of, like, you know, I could imagine going into a woman's house after a jazzercise class and she has like quarts of this stuff <laughs> exactly. just sitting there. Oh my there. God. Like her, she has one freezer that's dedicated yes, only to but the it's big chill. not like a treat. It's like, no, this is what I eat. You know? Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm on a insane no, diet. No, I'm on a diet. Exactly. Isn't the big chill also the name of a movie? Yeah. Great movie. movie. Uh, Glenn Close, Kevin Klein. Is it kind of a food movie? Well, they, they're all in a house. Watch like I look up this movie and it's totally not <laughs> yeah, this movie on, that I'm Go thinking. on. They're all in a house upstate after somebody's funeral. And there's like a scene where they're all cleaning up and co- and um, singing together. Yeah. Like it has a great soundtrack. It's one of those soundtracks that like a lot of oh. people our age love because it's like oldies. Oh, yes. So that was meal one. But I was also in Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. My friend Felicia is from there and she had a bunch of us out. And her parents are unbelievable cooks but not just cooks foragers hunters gardeners wow, farmers next level. so 
her dad had gotten a bunch of lake trout that he had smoked and he was serving it with creme fraiche and capers and crackers. And then they had a mix of, they all are also ranchers. So they had a mix of beef and elk, uh, sorry, beef and lamb burgers, mm. 70% beef, 30% lamb, which you may recall my dad loves from prune burger. Yep. And then salad from her garden. But La pièce de résistance was – oh, also she had made a rhubarb ice cream, which blew my mind from rhubarb in their garden. Ooh. But he had found – he had foraged all these chanterelle mushrooms, mm-hmm. and I have never had chanterelles that taste this aromatic and perfect. They found four pounds of chanterelles. It's That's crazy. like unheard of. It really is. I've, I was uh, foraging chanterelles last summer, and I realized one of the – things that makes these mushrooms so expensive is because even if you sometimes after a, it rains or it's damp or it's a certain time of year you can find a lot but you have to find ones that aren't that dirty because they are impossible to clean yeah so it's Chanterelle, like finding good ones so finding four pounds of good ones is truly, truly insane of. so chanterelles if you don't know what they look like they're kind they're like a golden looking mushroom um with a kind of a flat top and they can be they're, they can usually be pretty small, um, but they have so much flavor and a really different flavor, I think. I mean, to me, every mushroom tastes different, but I feel like a really different flavor from yeah. what we're used to eating. So that was very exciting for me. They were just sautéed in butter and garlic, and they blew my mind. Wow. Really blew my mind. Oh, and chives. Love a chive. So that's where I was. Today we want to talk about the fact that Everybody thinks summer is done after Labor Day, and it doesn't have to be that way. No, it really pisses me off. It's not done. Just because this year Starbucks is releasing pumpkin spice lattes on August 27th or whenever the hell they're doing it. (laughs) But Labor Day pumpkin spice lattes, get out of here. Summer is not done. I think it's September 21st. Yes. Well, the Vernal Equinox, I think this year, is September 24th. I'm just not ready, and I hate being forced into this kind of uh, going back to school mentality when I still want to be wearing, like, denim shorts or colorful jumpsuits and kind of running around feeling the freedom of summer and eating all the delicious things that are still in season. Well, I think that's the problem is that people start pulling out their chunky knits, but then you get to the farmer's market and you're like, oh, this is the—we're in the height of corn season and the height of tomato season. Exactly. Not to mention cucumbers and zucchini and, like, no. beautiful summer squash. So you're wearing a chunky knit and then you're making gazpacho? They don't mix. No, they don't You mix. know, it's like keep embracing the summer for as long as you can. Yeah, well, I just don't understand why you would want to, like— Put yourself into the fall, winter. I mean, there's something to be said about the beauty of fall. But we we spend so much time here in New York shivering and cold and wearing layers on layers and on layers of clothing. And everyone's wearing black and gray. I just want to extend this happiness a bit longer. But I will say, because to me, the first chill starts to feel like to me, the feeling of back to back to school. Oh, my God. Back door spring. I don't know what's happened to me this summer, but my brain is has my brain has been on hiatus for four months. So forgive me. But back to school, that feeling actually always feels so promising to me. Very hopeful. Really? Yeah. Very like, ooh, new notebooks, even though I don't buy new notebooks anymore. It's the opposite for me. I feel highly anxious. But I do feel like I would love to extend into September staying up late, drinking chilled wines, grilling, spending time outside. Wearing open-toed shoes. Yes. Don't imprison your toes. Yep. Yeah. Open toes, tomatoes. Exactly. Which brings me to my the most important part of this podcast, which is... Tomato season, which, because of global warming, has maybe been pushed back and back and back each year. And right now, 
we are at its height, and you should you should be incorporating tomatoes into every meal. Yeah, in my opinion. What are your favorite tomato dishes that you're making right now? Okay, I think you can't. You don't want to fuck with the tomato too much when it's this ripe. So if you've got a great big beautiful heirloom tomato, I mean, I'm as our listeners know, I'm half Italian. I have to do a classic caprese. Mm-hmm. I think a good mozzarella and a bright fresh heirloom tomato is and basil of course is like the most beautiful perfect combination of acidity and fat and saltiness and like brightness and creaminess it's just the perfect dish are you going regular mozzarella or buffalo i'm going if i can get a really okay if i can get a really good fresh mozzarella that has never been refrigerated i want to go regular mozzarella if i only have the option of going somewhere like a mass grocery store i'm choosing between a regular and a buffalo i might do a buffalo yeah yeah. Never been refrigerated, guys. That means that it's usually still kind of warm because you have to make mozzarella in warm water. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that it's warm, don't get freaked out. It's supposed to be that way. Yeah. I, I've also been making a great tomato sauce. You just take a bunch of tomatoes, big ones, small ones, and you don't even need to saute an onion. You just saute them. Well, first you can spice some olive oil with red pepper flakes and maybe a couple cloves of garlic. And then you throw in the tomatoes and just kind of let them Ugh. simmer along. And it's just mm. so good. They I get do kind love... of sweet and caramelized, but some are still mm. fresh. It's just the perfect sauce. A fresh tomato sauce is so yummy. And also one that like you really can't do that in the winter. In the winter— no. Canned tomatoes are great for that. Yeah. To make like a great tomato sauce. But a fresh tomato sauce, ooh, with some thinly sliced sautéed garlic and maybe some parsley. Mm-hmm. You can actually put basil in early if you do a rough chop and it doesn't get bitter oh. somehow. And it just kind of infuses it. Or you can, you know, pull it out at the end with the garlic. But, yeah. And then you could cool that down, make a bruschetta. Mm-hmm. Well, bruschetta. But So I like my bruschetta raw. Mm-hmm. Raw tomatoes, raw garlic, raw basil, so much olive oil, so much salt. Holy shit. Holy shit. Toasted bread, grilled bread, because we're still grilling out oh, here. God, just the taste of charcoal on the bread. Woo! <laughs> a tomato yeah, sandwich. I mean, a tomato sandwich. <sighs> it's just the I, I. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's truly tomato Santa time. It is. It's the hap happiest season of all, tomato season. Then we got corn. Yeah, I love I love corn, not as much as tomatoes, but it's incredible the difference. Uh, like a peak year <laughs> it's of incredible corn. the difference between corn and a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> no, between like a, a in same with tomatoes, but in season corn, you can. I mean, in this country, you can get corn. There's corn in everything. That's true. But when you have a really good peak season bite of corn on the cob, it doesn't need anything. Oh, it's no. It's so sweet yeah. and delicious. I mean, I still like butter on it, but. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my friend, our friend Hunter and I made this big dinner uh, earlier this summer and we, we had some corn. We forgot butter and it was, it was incredible. Mm. I want to make a succotash. I really want to make a corn coconut soup. Ooh, yeah. that sounds really yummy. Or like a uh, corn curry soup. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Mm. Really good. Cold, chilled, or warm? Mm. I don't kind know. Of do either. Yeah. I do love a yogurty soup. I've probably said this on the podcast before, but like a cucumber yogurty soup. If you live in a place that has avocados, I mean, even if you don't, throw some avocados in there. Yeah. I just came back from LA. I brought a lot of avocados home with me because from- they just taste different. Yeah. 
It well, they taste so like something, different. probably. Exactly. And they're so... That's the thing is that avocado now, I feel like, is more about texture than about flavor. But mm-hmm. a really good avocado should be about flavor. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, it's nature's butter. And I'm like, no, but that just implies that it has a similar texture. But in reality, it should really taste... Mm. What is the taste? Ah, I'm not sure I know. Undefinable and exciting. It's just creaminess. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, but that's what I mean. It's not just that. It's because, like, a Haas avocado tastes so different from a whatever other kind of avocado. Well, they're like two different strains, right? Oh, no, there's, a, there's so many different kinds of varieties. Oh. Yeah, and in LA, that's what's nice is you go to a farmer's market and they oh, have yeah, and so many teeny, different tiny ones. And huge ones with thin skin and brighter green flesh. Anyway, I could go on. Hold on, let's talk about eggplant. Let's talk about zucchini. I'm not a summer squash person. <laughs> well, I think that summer squash gets a, and zucchini, same family, get a bad rap because of like they grow so fast. abundantly. Yeah. yeah. And and I think farmers and people who, who have gardens get annoyed with the, with the abundance of <laughs> of the harvest they are reaping. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they're making zucchini bread, they're making zucchini casserole, they're making zucchini zoodles. You know, you're just exhausting the ways you can use it because there's so much of it. I think zoodles have ruined zucchini for the masses because zucchini is not a food that you should be eating raw. Zucchini is a food that you should be like sauteing with a lot of olive oil so that it like seeps it up or chopping really finely and frying and like serving with spaghetti and a lot of Parmesan and basil. Like raw zucchini is flavorless. It's just like eating raw cauliflower. Don't do it. There is beauty in a zucchini, but only if it's cooked. Well, Gabrielle Hamilton has this great recipe, and I think she does it in her episode of whatever it is, Chef's Table or whatever show. Mind of a Chef. Mind of a Chef, where she slow cooks uh, zucchini tops and bottoms in like an inch of olive oil, just Mm -hmm. so silly. And I think when zucchini is cooked properly, the texture is, it's a very soothing food. It's very Again, creamy, and you can flavor. It takes really well to different herbs. I mean, it's great with some rosemary, basil, thyme, really anything. When I was in Slovenia, everybody made a zucchini soup, and it was delicious. Oh, what else was in it? Zucchini, probably a little bit of cream. I mean, I had several. Truly, it was like everywhere we went, there would only be one menu. That's a good way to use it. Yeah. Puree it up. Exactly. You know what? I've been doing a lot this summer in escabeche, so like grilling things and then putting them into like a post-marinade that's really vinegar-based. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot it a lot with zucchini. I'll just salt, pepper it, a little bit of olive oil, grill it, get a nice char on the charcoal grill, then throw it into a mixture of like red wine vinegar, olive oil, some herbs, um, maybe a bit of honey, and kind of just toss it in there and then plate it. And then I like to throw in some like chopped up black olives and pine nuts, sometimes like a currant. That's like a great, I think, summer salad. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, I know. I'm getting hungry. Eggplant. Let's hear it for the eggplant. Can I ask you a question? I don't know what the eggplant season is because I feel like I started seeing them in April. Really? Okay. April is an exaggeration. We're still in like kale season in April, but I feel like I started seeing them really early, and they're still going. So they're going I'm, strong right now. Yeah, like, but so is the is eggplant a summer vegetable? Yeah, it's a late summer. Huh. Like the farmers markets now, this incredible, incredible market or farm uh, in the North Fork called Sang Lee. It's just heaven on earth. They have every color, size, variety of eggplant. Yeah. 
I um, think it goes through October. July through October. Nice. So, yeah, we're peaking right now. I just love those fairy tale eggplants, the graffiti eggplants. I mean, they are just, there's something about going to a farmer's market this time of year, which is why summer is not over, where there's just the tomatoes of every shade, every color, from green to deep red to purple. And then eggplants, I mean, of, of every shade of purple. And then all the greenery. I mean, it's just, you're truly eating the rainbow. So how are you going to keep summer alive? You know what? I'm not going to let all these haters get to me. We're like going back to work and wearing all their browns and grays. So much of a look. But brown too. to me can also be very summery, like a, a tan, like a situation sure, like of a tan and browns, red tans, and creams. Mm-hmm. Very and golds. Ooh, Ooh like a gold earring, like a tan dress, and like an orange lip. Um, exactly. Oh my so God. Let's, let's not put, let's not throw browns under the bus. Okay? All right, fine. Let's talk about picnics. I think that September might be the greatest time. We're sharing a secret. 100%. Because the parks maybe are not as crowded. Because, okay, come September, which I think this is also why early fall weddings are suddenly having, I wouldn't call it a renaissance. I would call it a first birth. Sure. Um, Because suddenly the weather is starting to cool. So, like, you're not sweating around the underwire of your bra. The produce is at its peak. The sun's not quite as strong. Right, and you're not, like, moving the picnic blanket around exactly. every five minutes to get shade. You're not trying to reap summer for everything that it's worth. It's more of, like, a last gasp. Like, oh, God, yeah, this was a nice summer. who doesn't love a last hurrah Exactly. Party. It feels like things are slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to get day drunk. Like, it's just a little more slow, languid, the pacing. Yeah. So let's say that we're throwing an early fall picnic. Mm-hmm. It's September. Here we are. We're going to Prospect Park, Central Park, whatever yeah. park. Ooh, is it a picnic potluck celebrating late summer vegetables because summer's not over? Hashtags no PSLs. Oh, a PSL pumpkin spice latte. PSL okay. boycott. I don't know. As you can see, I'm really great with hashtags. Okay, I like this idea, except to me, potlucks are very tricky because okay, I'm a go control on. freak. Yes. So, of course, I want to plan the whole picnic and then just invite people. you got to let it go. I think in the ethos of this party that you were just explaining, it's like you got to just be a little bit more relaxed about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I think if I was going to do a potluck, then I, I mean, would just you don't wanna... have to do one. If you want to control your party, Sophie, what would you make? Well, then maybe I would have other people bring cheese and some meats if they want and mm-hmm. like bring a really good bread. I would d- I would define really good and very narrow confines. You would tell them, get a she-wolf meat. <laughs> exactly. Get a, get get a, a sourdough <laughs> bowl. <laughs> make sure it's as brown as possible on top if, if I don't know the bakery it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know where the mother is from, meaning the, the sourdough, sourdough mother. mother. Well, what would you bring on your picnic or what's on your potluck? What are you bringing to the potluck? Um, I would bring uh, things that obviously don't need to be reheated. So uh, caprese for sure. I might do, yeah, I would do that grilled zucchini salad. I made a great melons also, mm. very much in season right now. I made a great... um cantaloupe salad but based on like a som tum so with like a lot of really good thai flavors so i made this dressing it was cucumber and cantaloupe and i made this dressing with 
fish sauce and rice vinegar and a little bit of sugar and um, little red Thai chilies in it and a shit ton of mint. And it was just so great and refreshing and not too sweet, like a kind of savory melon salad. What else? I might just do like some cured meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, prosciutto and melon. Oh, my God. Totally. Um, some beautiful little like baskets of berries, if berries are still in season. Plums. Plums are coming out. Some peaches. Some patches, patches might be tracks. coming out. Yeah. You know what I want to say quickly about picnics is like just remember to bring a blanket. It's going to make everything just, so much better. Yeah. Sitting on the grass, especially because often grass in parks is so patchy, is like not that no. joy-inducing. If you bring a blanket, it's really safe. Yeah. I mean, you're safe. <laughs> and if you, your pants are safe. Yeah. Your outfit is safe. If you want to level up, you can also bring like a blanket pad. Have you seen these things? Well, They're I have amazing. a picnic blanket that's waterproof. So like the bottom um, is plastic and mm-hmm. then the top is fuzzy. And the top's a party. Yeah. I love it. Ooh. What else would you bring besides your sourdough meat? Okay. I would make a big salad undressed. A naked salad. Uh huh. Bring Dresses. the dressing on the side, of course. Maybe I'm bringing a green goddess because that just feels so. Yes. Like we're in the green. We're eating the green. I'm gonna have a great assortment of cheeses. I'm gonna have a separate tomato salad, tomatoes, shallots. Ooh. Really good bread. Yeah. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> what if you made a gazpacho and you brought it in a um, in a big pitcher? Ooh, and you poured yeah. it out into cute little cups. Oh, I love that. Mm. Wait, wait. Okay, this is maybe too much, but what if you made it an alcoholic gazpacho? Whoa! <laughs> wait, that's like a Bloody Mary. That's like the yeah. ultimate Bloody Should we make <gasps> We should make those for Chip Hour. Wow. Whoa, wow, 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 wow. Maybe, wow, maybe season two, it's not whore water. It's, it's gazpacho. Well, we'll, have, we'll come up with a better yeah. name. Boozy gazpacho. Bloody gazpacho. Oh, it sounds horrifying. That, we do Drunk need a cocktail gazpacho. this season. Stay Drunk tuned. Spacho? Drunk spot. Ooh. I don't know. TBD. 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 TBD, everyone. Anyway, that was just a thought. It might just, be too much acid on acid, passing. but I'm just throwing yeah. things out there. And then I'm going to want just fresh fruit for dessert. Fresh fruit maybe with like a like – a, Oh, maybe like a little bit of whipped cream. Oh, I mean, well. come on. <laughs> Although whipped cream, you never can tell. Sometimes like you need a you need a second whip. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, in the bottom. Be too much get... work. You're right. You know what I might do? What? Um, bring a, like a great pie. Yeah, of course. Wrangle a friend who's into baking or, and or now, we just get one. Now that's a thing that I would be willing to delegate a pie. Yes. Absolutely. Because well, I would delegate the pie. I would delegate the cheese. Uh-huh. And I would delegate the bread. And mm-hmm. then I would just and, – and the cold cook, cuts, whatever. Yeah, and I would just the bring veg. the salad and the, the two salads. Oh, it's so easy, so simple. Such a nice picnic. How about some like – I'm thinking I want to drink a kind of barnyardy wine. Yeah, but I also want a bunch of Concord grapes. <laughs> mm. God, those are yummy. Those are yummy and they're so fun to eat because you like get they to really squeeze like, them yeah. and then you spit out the pit. Exactly. They're oh. like a pop. Uh-huh. Well, Rebecca, who is sitting right next to us even though she's silent – um, Even though she remains, <laughs> had such a fun birthday picnic this year, mm-hmm. and and we brought um, this wine from this woman. My it's called My Vino is her company, and we're actually having her on the podcast later, as in not later today, but like later this month. Um, and I brought Delicious. her bagged wine that was so good, such easy drinking. Lo and behold, I got really hammered, and because then I had a white claw. I'm Summer blaming my drunkenness on the White Claw, not on the three-quarters of a bottle of wine that yes. I drank before. But 
Yeah. So I would bring like maybe a bag of that, like maybe a bagged wine or yeah, something like nice and really like wow. um, almost opaque, you know, like yes. an opaque Yep. really fermented. That's where I'm at too. Basically I, the I do want it to take. Exactly. I love like, it. See, I'm not that into it, but in a, in a mood like that, I can be. No, I'm not into it with a, like a big, nice sit down meal. I'm into it like as a after, late afternoon glass. Wait, this girl at Rebecca's birthday brought that amazing sparkling orange Greek I love a sparkling wine, orange. Which I then tried to find on Astro Wines and they were out because it was delicious. But good for you, you got the name. Palio Caricio, P-A-L-E-O-K-E-R-I-S-I-O, and it comes in a funky little bottle. It is so delicious, you will not regret it. Talk to me about your summer of White Claw, because I had one and I was blackout, and I was like, this is really upsetting. Well, this is my theory. I think because right now we are living in a culture that is obsessed with seltzer. I know. I don't get why. Uh, I don't either. I'm, I've never been a bubbly water fan. However— Rebecca's whispering, it's refreshing. <laughs> So sad. <laughs> Gosh, it's a perfect, perfect refreshing drink. Um, be, but because people are just used to like, you know, crushing that LaCroix, that the White Claw people are just drinking the same way. Yeah, that so might be. So I had him I, um, in the Airbnb I was staying in the North Fork. There was like a case of it that was left in the fridge from mm-hmm. the people who were there before us. And so I'd like pop open a bottle while I was cooking because I was like, this is nice and refreshing. It's low alcohol or... So I thought it really hits me faster than beer. Thank you. I think probably because it's grain alcohol. The people that I was with last weekend were like, "No, so like it's it's like a it's like less than a beer." I was like, "Well, I don't know. I got." I wonder if that hammer. yeah, if that matters the way that the alcohol is fermented. I think. Well, I also think that different alcohols just interact differently with different bodies. Like we were talking about this yesterday, of like maybe grain alcohol and my body just don't go together as well as I thought. Yeah, it's basically just to vibe the seltzer, Ooh. but. It is easy so, to drink. Before the autumnal equinox, mm-hmm. we're going to smush in our summer. But I was looking up earlier today what the autumnal equinox actually is because I realized I've been using this phrase willy-nilly. It's the moment when the sun appears to pass the celestial equator heading south when night and day are nearly the same, mm. i.e. equal night in Latin. And it's Monday, September 23rd this year. But it's like a real last gasp of summer. Yeah. You know, until that last tomato has been bought from the farmer's market, you should be just living in it. And can I tell all of our listeners, like, if you throw a party that's autumnal equinox themed, like, people are going to be thrilled. That just sounds so cool. You know what I mean? It's a reason to get excited as opposed to, hey, you guys want to have a picnic in Prospect Park? Yeah. I mean, that's also incredibly exciting. I do. But yeah, if you're like, hey, I'm having a an equinox party to celebrate the end of summer, the last raw of summer. Yeah. People are going to be like, count me in. And then you're going to be like, okay, but you bring the cheese and, and don't bring anything. The drunk spacho. The drunk spacho. Or whatever we're calling it. Oh. Um, I need a quick update before we tell our listeners what they can expect to come on season two. Sophie. Have you gotten closer to having the elusive perfect summer burger? I have not. You have at not tasted all. that beefy goodness yet? Okay. I had a really great burger in Jackson, as I said, but it was lamier than a straight up cheeseburger. What what kind of bun was it? I want all the details. <gasps> mm-hmm. Did they do it's they know the prune like one he too? Went to prune, yeah, he must have. Maybe he did. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I don't know. But that's really true. Maybe she went to their house. Is it in her cookbook? 
No, I don't think so. Hmm. No, I haven't. Have you? Um, I got close. I made burgers a couple weeks ago. Charcoal grill, American cheese, just how I like it. Shredded iceberg, great heirloom tomato. Something was missing. I didn't have a pickle. Mm. I needed like I needed something else. See, I also like a fry with my burger. I'm like, I'm not going to make fries at home. So I usually oh. feel like, to me, part of the perfect summer burger. No, I guess I could have a perfect summer burger at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's all about. I don't want to go fast food. I don't want to go out. I want to make the burger. Mm, interesting. And I like. A, I can totally get down with a potato chip. Yeah, me too. Oh god, I love a potato. Chip. I like a Lay's or like oh, a well, Cape Cod. I think a Lay's is better because they're thinner. Oh, take me to Chip Hour. All right. You want to talk about what's happening this season? Yeah. Yeah. We well, have we some... have really oh. exciting interviews coming up. Yeah. Um, we have Chef David Lindsay, who is a really incredible farmer. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm like, are you reforming agriculture? I mean, listen, I know nothing. But he's an amazing farmer and a chef at this place, Lundy Farms, um, where I went earlier this summer and had one of the most beautiful weekends of my life. Yeah. Also, we went to college together. He's an ex-lax bro. We'll get into that. Yes. He also uh, started off at uh, Stone Barns, Blue Hill yeah. Stone. I mean, well, he started just, off somewhere else, but then oh, he was he's there. He's just and, really yeah. taking over the world. Um, we did an episode that's going to air later in September with 51 First Dates, oh. two incredible girls with an incredible podcast. We had so much fun with them. We did. It was great. Oh, we're going to flash back to my Singaporean adventures. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm excited I feel to like hear those. I didn't give you guys a taste of what I was experiencing, but mm-hmm. soon you'll hear it. Yeah. And you know what's super exciting about this season? We get to go through all the holidays because when we premiered, we what was that, August, uh, yes, February? February. February. So we get to have Halloween with you guys, Thanksgiving, and then like all the Jewish holidays, Christmas. Maybe we, you know, who knows what kind of holidays we're going to cover. I mean, as you might be able to tell, we're extremely happy to be back. Yes. Yeah. So we want to thank our editor, Colin Schmeling, our producer, Rebecca Cobert, who's been sitting here silently. (laughs) Everyone at New Neighborhood Authentic Ad Large. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. 